Do, 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 do you queer, 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 what I queer, do you queer, what I queer? This is Dick Wayne! Tommy! <laughs> Hi, Elliot. Hi. Sorry, Jesse's hovering all of a sudden. Um, but now he decides to do something as soon as we click record. That's so, What is this, episode 65 and Jesse... Just- Finally decides to do Jesse. something. Hi everyone, thanks for joining in, and welcome to Do You Queer What I, I Queer. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's Elliot. <laughs> that's Tom. And this is Dickwick. And we are messing up because we haven't done this in so long. It's been like a goofy, silly couple of weeks. It's been just like a faggoty two months. Like fun I and flirty, say. like slip and slide into fall. Anyone? Did you? No, we're not in fall. We're in summer. Oh my god! And we're how not. dare you? Tom's just mad because we it's fall. now autumn bottom or as we like to call it autumn batom <laughs> and he just isn't ready to accept the fact that he needs to start bottoming again listen i will accept that in the autumn but it is not it is literally still summer even when this episode comes out it'll still be summer when is when's the equinox uh, i want to say the 21st of September. right that's usually when they happen what were you gonna say to me thomas <laughs> I was going to ask you if you're okay. Your energy is is a bit strange tonight, and I'm wondering if you could answer that question in the form of color. Ooh, um, nice lead up. I, first of all, we'll see to your question. Quite frankly, <laughs> I'm not too sure. Um, my color is just like, uh, it's like, okay, so uh, a frantic writer has taken uh, a fountain pen with mm-hmm. a well of ink to the park, let's say, to write. Um, but he spilt in, in his nervous note writing and, you know, trying to get everything together. He spilt his, his inkwell into a, a murky, murky pond. <laughs> and my color is the midnight black ink spreading through an already murky, awful pond. So that's how I'm doing, Tom. <laughs> how does that sound, listeners? It's a, you know what? I would have um, probably guessed that for you. Yeah. I was seeing spent, uh, spilt inkwell. Ink? Well, that's really hard to say. Ink. Spilt ink well yeah. in Murky Pond. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad that I can at least convey my feelings to you in a yeah. proper manner. Yeah. Listen, I'm fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. I'm actually so fucking excited to be back. You're doing this. It's I'm excited you're back. So I lovely mean- to be back. <laughs> also, we should just say, I'm like, we're back. It's it's the end of a very long day for everyone here, and we're just like we're just tumbling in. We're slip sliding. No, why do we need to say that? It's not because that's it's the my beginning inkwell. of a new day. If the day starts at well, 9 now my PM. color's different. Then okay, if it's good. the beginning of a fresh day. I'm a watermelon baby. Tom, what's your color? <laughs> um, my color is like a frothy um, sand. Really? Like it's like um, a. <laughs> I feel like uh, maybe if I were to impose myself on your spilled inkwell pond yeah i would be the sort of uh algae forming uh on the on the shore's edge i love that that's a redundant word to say shore and edge but uh, <laughs> the water's edge but it's sort of like you know when it's like it bubbles up and it's 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 beige for some weird reason yeah it looks like um like pollution pre-cum it looks like pollution pre-cum, which totally. is exa- exactly how I feel. You nailed that for me. Totally, totally. Um, it's like, this is troublesome, but it seems fine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then Greta Thunberg's on the shores of the other pond screaming for us to wake up from our from our madness. And I and It's I not can't. fine. It's really not fine. Yeah, it's not. In yeah, fact, nothing is fine. 
Welcome Ooh. to another episode of a super hopeful and amazing queer show that we hope you'll enjoy. Um, on that note, may I do something real fast? May I capitalist piggy this quickly? Please. Um, we have merchandise uh, to help support the show, to help support queer artists doing their thing, um, but also because who wouldn't want to have fun, quippy, queer merchandise, right? Oh, love it. Thank you so much. So you should head on over to doyouqueer.com and you can place an yeah. order for said merchandise. Or you can slip into our DMs yeah. on, on Instagram, that's fine too. Or send us an email at doyouqueer at gmail.com. And you can and just you can slide on up to the ratings and reviewment section. Reviewment? Reviewment. I don't, don't think. forget about reviewment. And you can just like cute drop five stars, tell a couple yeah. friends. Um, we're asking a lot of you, and I'm not sorry. So I'm not sorry either. It's Good. time for listener accountability. I'm just oh joking, God, Matt, just Matt, that's ridiculous. Turning on everybody right now. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, Elliot, why have we been away? Do you want to talk about it? Yes. Let's talk about um, it. It was, it was kind of like it, it mixed between both of our schedules, but the reason that I was unable to in the past little while was, um, so I'm doing a PhD in sociocultural anthropology and in our, at the end of our first year, so the summer of the first year, we have to do pilot research, which basically is the structure of our project in the future. Um, so I went to New York. I just picture you looking at a naked pilot. Like I that's your pilot research. fucking wish. Yeah. Mine was only slightly less fun than that would be. Um, I went to, I got the pleasure of going to New York and uh, researching alongside some amazing queer activists. Cool. Which has been very fun. I still don't know the ethics of how much I'm allowed to talk about on Okay, because I was going to say, oh, give us a like highlight. I but honestly don't think I can. Okay. I will check in with the ethics review board and get back to y'all. That's super fun. <clears throat> I know. I'm sorry. It what was amazing. I can tell. I did other things not research related that I can certainly share. Yeah, and yeah, I will. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I'll, I'll get to that. So I was in New York and then from New York, I went to Montreal Pride and um, the amazing guy that um, my partner Timothy and I are dating was, had lived in Montreal for a while. So we got the pleasure of marching with the organization he used to work for, which is AIDS Community Care Montreal. It was so fucking empowering. It was so wonderful. It felt very important. Um, and then from there... I went to Sudbury, Ontario to do a non-queer thing, but I photographed and stood in my father's wedding. So it was a very packed little while. Cute. Hence my little hiatus. Tom, what were you doing? Uh, Well, so kind of you to say that, uh, to mention that I watched you march in the parade (laughs) in Montreal. (laughs) I did not see you. (laughs) I know. Did not hear you. I did not see you. Uh, I was in Montreal also for heteronormative events. Right. And um, here we are. Queer we are, everyone. Queer we are. Um, I got some fucking stories if you want to hear. I would love some stories. Do you want to jump right into Update Corner? I, update me, bitch. Okay, I will fucking update you. So uh, I don't even really know where to start. New York was so phenomenal. It was. I felt so held. What? Tom, no, so, no, go on. Go. I'll inter- inter- interrupt when I should. I felt held. I felt supported. I felt queerer than I ever have in my life. Cool. Um, vacation uh, brain is something else, eh? Vacation brain Don't is something else. Don't you feel else. like you're on? But I had this weird mixture of having... I was there on University Dollar working, trying to get research. I went without a whole lot of people lined up, so I was very torn between like, oh, I'm not being productive enough with like like a kid in a candy shop when like the world felt like it opened to me. So I was like, uh, can I, can't I enjoy myself? Should I, shouldn't I? Right. So very much like me in my everyday life anyway. Right. Even though existing in the space is a form of research. At some point. And that's what my supervisor yeah. said too. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so it was fucking amazing. Absolute highlight and something I will urge everybody to travel to New York for who is in New York to do is to go to House of Yes, which is this fucking amazing queer um, nightlife space um, and theater, I guess. It's similar to Buddies in Bad Times for those of you in Toronto who would understand the reference, um, but it's in Bushwick. Uh, it's fucking amazing and in Brooklyn. Um, and the specific show that we got to see was called Blunderland. And basically it was like a variety show of the queerest acts you've ever seen. There was two bird women in love, one of whom was singing an original song while massaging the other bird woman in a bath. And then they proceeded to make out in underwear. Um, that was just a casual middle, middle act in the I show. Lo- I love that. The fucking finale, everyone, of <clears throat> Blunderland was... So, so the curtains come up and I'm pretty sure it was, um, it was Aqua. No, no, it was Grease that started it. Um, never seen it, so I didn't know. I'm oh just my gonna God. out myself right now. Please, let's move past that. What's her name in Greece? Sandy? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> I'm sweating. No one wants to watch it with me now. I don't know what to do. Oh, no, I definitely don't want to. So, Sandy, I guess she's like singing about a dream that she had or some sort of sexual awakening in, in the song. People are, are going to be summer nights? so mad at me. Maybe. Like the most famous song? No, it wasn't Summer Nights. I would have okay. known that. Right. Anywho, there's, um, there's like this, this person on a bed twink a person who looks like a twink on a bed on the stage um in a sea of teddy bears singing this grease song which then changed into a whole pop mashup and as he like wakes up or as they wake up um turns out the teddy bears are a person in a costume and then they proceed to start fisting the main person who's lip syncing in the show so basically i saw live fisting but everyone was on point with lip syncing choreography it was perfect it was oh perfect. my god yeah i'm obsessed and none of us were allowed to film it we all had to like live in the space and be there of and be present um it was life-changing like i f- i feel one of two things for you yes one like um a disconcerting amount of jealousy perfect yeah and I, that gives me life <laughs> and two i'm not so certain that this wasn't cooked up in your own <laughs> fever dream <laughs> mind like and that you are actually being fisted by a teddy bear because that does sound like something you would do mm. and you do have this chip on your shoulder about grease so you would put it on to be fisted by a teddy bear and i just i don't know yeah how much of this you're trying to pull a rug over listeners ears so and i i'm not here for so it so let me yank that rug from under all of your ears because also i have two, I have two stories following this first for validity's sake so bizarre so while i was in montreal having drinks with these queers um, and one of them I was explaining that story to um, and they go, the guy who fisted them is my ex-boyfriend. And I was like, what are the fucking chances that I would meet the ex-boyfriend of the teddy bear fester? I mean, that um, chance is pretty good. So we have, yeah, the queer community is very yeah. small. <laughs> um, I was also in two metropolises. <laughs> Metropoli? Metropolises. Metropolises? I don't know. Um, I'm in school. Um, second story about fisting. That's funny. It oh. has happened in the interim. Um, so this thing's fist. Poppers are amazing. Wait, what did you say? Fist, it was it was a pun on first things first. Fist things fist. If I was much more put together, I would be laughing right now. <laughs> I can tell by your glazed over eyes and <laughs> condescending look. <laughs> That's just my face. That's just my fucking face. Um, poppers are a hell of a, a hell of a little drug. For anyone who doesn't know, it's it's like it's a little bottle of polish or varnish. It's marketed differently. <laughs> it's illegal in Canada. 
You, so is it illegal in the U.S.? No, it's legal in the U.S. Oh, and you've been doing a lot of poppers. Yes, I bought a whole bunch in New York. I was doing them at, at nightclubs. It's a great way to make friends because you just like offer people poppers and then make out with them. Probably if you're me, probably also if you're Tom, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to make out with them and give them poppers. Um, took some back to Canada. Uh, and Wait, was there any like sketchiness about bringing poppers over the border because it's illegal here? Pr- probably. It was fine though. But did you I, put them in your butthole? I really wish that I did. Yeah. I really wish that I did, but I did It's a real missed opportunity Honestly, to do poppers and then put poppers up you. After New York, my hole was probably so loose that I couldn't fit. Like, it would just slide back out. Oh, do I see. Do you know see. what I mean? You could get those, like, giant whey tubs, like, for people who pretend to work out <laughs> and fill it with poppers. <laughs> do you think that's how much I use? Because you yes. might be right. Um, that would fit up there for sure. Um, no, but the other night, I was doing poppers with, with my partner, Timothy, and his whole fist just, like, slipped inside me. Slipped inside it you. Slipped inside his whole fist. His whole fist. All right. So I want to be talked through this. Yes. So, uh, did you make a conscious decision to no. try fisting? No. Okay. No. So what was the uh, initial decision? Absolutely Just wasted. Like a fingering. So it was absolutely wasted. I was trying to come. Trigger warning. I don't know. If you're listening to the show, you know that we're fucking foul. <laughs> um, it was. It was just regular hooking up. That's not. A thing you can say. What does that even mean? Um, we were just like cute sucking dick and jerking off. And then I like was too yeah. drunk to come. So I was like, you should finger my hole. Okay. Um, which turned into a whole like hour and a half other a whole ordeal. hour and a half? A WH whole yeah. hour and a half of just like fitting fingers in and just yeah. like doing more poppers and just like, and then I didn't realize, but he was like, my whole fist is inside you. So I was like, more. I cannot believe that you just didn't realize that a whole fist went up inside of you. And I'm not saying that from a judgmental perspective. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, I've never heard of that, and that's impressive, and... My partner has, like, bird people hands. Like, he has, like, very small, delicate bird person (laughs) hands. So... So for everyone to know, it wasn't, it's honestly not that impressive. Okay, I don't know what a bird person is, and if they did have hands, I... I don't know. I guess I get an image. I guess I get an image. picturing talons don't, they're human hands. And my, okay, so my follow-up question to that, to this second Fist Things Fist story. Yes. Is that, um, do you think this is why you shit so much during sex? Me, myself? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No, because because normally it's not like, normally it's not like this. It's just like uh, penis and, and anus sex and... Why are you making me explain myself not being clean enough, Tom? I don't know what to tell you. Wait, is that why? No, I'm asking gener- I'm I'm asking real questions. No, so the reason why I shit so much during sex is because it's usually spontaneous sex. I don't, like, I will douche. If I know that I'm going to get fucked, I will. Okay, okay. But also, when you have two boyfriends and all of us are verse, it's, 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 a, it's a variable toss-up of... Of holes and penetration styles, so it's like, right? I might think I'm going to be fucking someone else, and I end up getting fucked, and I haven't cleaned uh, uh, like as right. much. But neither of your boyfriends shit, or do they? Or you're not allowed to say that right now. So, 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 one of them will have spontaneous sex, and usually doesn't shit as much as I do. I don't know why. Um, and the other one uh, is less inclined to have spontaneous sex, and would prefer to be warned and douche beforehand. Does that make sense? Am I answering questions? Yes. Also, might I just say for everyone out there who is interesting and who hasn't, who is interested and who hasn't turned off the show yet, I don't like shit that much. It's not like, I'm not like actively having a bowel movement. You've shared for anyone who does uh, listen to every episode of this show, you have shared numerous stories of, yes. of that. So, 
For sure. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, just I'm, I'm speaking in volumes here, and shitting implies... You're also shitting in volumes. <laughs> it implies a, vol- a voluminous bowel movement, which is not, which is not the case here. It's like it's right. Like, it's, it's like a Jackson it's various Pollock, levels of viscosity. Yeah, it's like Jackson Pollock waved his brush. Oh, this is uh, <clears throat> this is great. I'm gonna be single after this, probably. No, 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 you're not. Uh, <laughs> you have too many boyfriends need, to lose. <laughs> triflers need not apply. Um, did you have we discussed your your new boyfriend on this? Yeah, yeah, I've talked. I about don't him. think so. I think every time we brought up, you've been like, "Oh, I'm not gonna. I don't know." I'll oh talk yeah, about we it need later. for sure go in on that more than we have been. I think our listeners know that I'm in a polyamorous throuple. Um, it's it's relatively new, but it's 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 relatively serious at the same time. Relatively serious. It's, it's serious. very serious. We're in Elliot love. has Gaga eyes, and this is the first time I've really ever seen your Gaga eyes. Yeah. I mean, I've seen like crazy eyes for. Oh, I mean. Um, uh, kooky eyes, neurodivergent for other, eyes, for, uh, yeah, neurodivergent eyes. Oh, like, that's that's it, not me making fun no, of. No, that's not better. Yeah, God. Um, for other parts of your life. Um, yeah, but I've never seen this one before, and it is possibly the most intense. Yeah. Okay. So I feel very attacked right now, but I'm going to keep going. Attacked? <laughs> what? This is not. This it's is. Not, fine, I'm not I'm attacking fine, you. It's fine. Um, yeah. No. I. I. I'm not sure what it is. I mean, this person's so lovely. He needs a podcast name. I don't know how to talk about him. Let's okay, call um, him. Um. Uh, Xander. Can we not? Oh. Call him Xander. Is that okay? I was thinking of Buffy. Uh, Angel. Spike. Spike. Sounds great. Spike. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I'm so Spike. I'm going to forget that. Remind me. No, Spike is good. I Um, I won't let you. Okay, yeah. So Spike is our boyfriend. Uh, There's just something about uh, the way that we all connect, that this relationship has moved very quickly, but doesn't feel like it shouldn't be moving very quickly. Um, and the three of us are in love, and we're navigating what that means. Um, but also, he's moving to a different continent around the world in December. So it's it's a journey that we're all on, and we're figuring it out. Right. Ask me a question. I don't know how to speak about it, but if you ask me, I'm happy to divulge. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, I don't know what to ask. Um... Uh, what are the um, challenges and what are the like uh, surprises? Ce- celebration? Like, what are the gr- what are the things that you've learned about yourself or either of your boyfriends yep. that is worth a celebration? And what are the you know yeah challenges so to 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 having to communicate with three people that way? Off the bat, communication is a challenge, or at least would be if the three of us weren't. Um, emotionally intelligent and able to communicate. Um, that's not a self-congratulation. It's just something I've noticed from the three of us. It's it, That's not an issue, but it's challenging in the sense that you need to communicate everything 200% more. That seems like an absolute must as someone who has no idea what this must be like. Right. And I think that's like, that's the cornerstone of polyamory is um, you need to make sure everyone who is involved is on the same page. So getting on the same page has been a challenge um, kind of it's, also been easy and it's also been wonderful um another challenge is uh it's the other side of the coin of a a pleasant surprise for me i'm i've realized that polyamory like fits my life and my brain in a way that i'm surprised that it did Mm -hmm. um because i've bought the hetero monogamous script for so long and i never actually pondered an alternative yeah um but on the on the on the other side um my my partner timothy it's been more challenging for him so for us for the challenge has been for us to make sure that we aren't cracking as a foundation in this, mm-hmm. um, which we're not, but it, it has been challenging to always 
to always bring it back and always like kind of recenter the health of our relationship while navigating having a boyfriend. Um, and for any, for any, for anyone out there who's polyamorous, the way that it's working right now in this particular instance is that, um, and I are a primary relationship and then we have a boyfriend who is dating us as a unit. So we don't spend time. I mean, it happens, but we don't, we, we try to make it equal between the three of us at all times. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yep. Does that make sense? Uh, n- uh, almost. You lost me at the very end there, but it's not equal between Sorry. the three of you. It equal in terms of my partner and I being a unit and then our boyfriend being dating. He's dating us, us as, as, a, yeah. as a couple, if totally. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, and what are, oh, maybe you already answered this. I was going to say, what have, uh, what have you been pleasantly surprised about? The amount of love is so next level. And, um, I feel, and I think that we all feel very held and very supported, um, in a way that honestly we feel greedy. It's like who gets to be this happy. Oh yeah. Good. Yeah. And Cause wonderful. I feel that you should feel that way. Yeah. No, we feel like absolute <laughs> greedy fucking hogs. Um, and just like, I don't know. I'm doing some reading up on it as well. And in this one article, someone was saying the feeling of the feeling of being held this much and to be supported this much, um, is like truly indescribable. Um, and to be in a room and like, and when we go out together and to know that there's kind of two people watching your back at all times and, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's, it's so beautiful. It's Mm -hmm. so amazing. And I think for me, because you know, I like to be disruptive. The other amazing part of it has been, um, watching people not know how to react to us and watching the ways in which we clash with a very kind of like codified, but, but like subliminal message in society where it's like, this shouldn't be the way that you're acting. You should be two people or one person looking for one other person. Mm -hmm. Restaurants are set up for two people. So many things are set up for two people. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's kind of beautiful to be at, at, at at odds with that in a way that's queer and amazing. Um, Yeah. It's a, it's also like my first foreign to polyamory ever, so I'm learning a lot, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot. Because you learn, I love this for you because you know you're such a fucking annoying academic. Yes, you can read and read and read, but you're never really going to understand it unless you experience it, which is what you're doing right now. Exactly. Um, can I ask a personal question that we can cut? Certainly. Um, so what is it going to look like? Because I know you mentioned earlier that your partner Timothy is going away for a week and a half or whatever. Yeah. How does that? leave the two of you that are still here. So I didn't mention Timothy's going away, but he is. I mentioned that that Spike is moving out of the continent. Oh, sorry. I meant to me earlier. Before oh, I see. Report. I see. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. So my partner's leaving for nine days. Um, what it means is that um, our boyfriend won't be sleeping over um, while Timothy is gone. And we're in discussion right now at what it looks like. But I'm wondering if we can have a dinner or something that's non-sexual and not like that's like a, a delimited period of time because hmm. I think the issue is that we would develop a relationship outside of, of our core relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of figuring yeah. out and it's, and we have a group chat. It's like, it's constant negotiations. It's constant respect of other people's boundaries and feelings. Um, yeah. Fascinating. It is fascinating. It's also exhausting and it's also the most exciting thing ever. So it's a lot of things. Well, all the most exciting things are exhausting. It's true. Yeah. The other challenge has been fitting three people in spaces where there's usually <laughs> two people. Sleeping has not been fantastic. I'm a sleep humper. I, c- I can't stop. <laughs> that sounds awful. I just like... 
gyrate in my sleep <laughs> and it's been really hard for my boyfriends to sleep a lot so I'm trying to deal with that the interesting thing I don't know if this is relevant or interesting but the uh, but it's weird for me it's not not bad weird it's yeah, yeah. weird for me as your friend yeah. um, existing in a space with the three of you because I don't know him right very well at all like right. I almost know nothing about him right and we've never talked one-on-one ever. Yep. And so it's it's strange for me trying to navigate, do I treat him the same way as I treat you and Timothy? No, of course not. Right. Because I don't, lo- I don't know him and I love you and Timothy. Yep. It's like, how do I navigate? So then do I just like group him in with the way I treat the two of you, which I think I'm doing, which I don't think is necessarily the right thing. I, I see what you're doing, and mm. I think it's going well. I think you're doing the right thing. But, but I don't think so, because I don't feel like I'm giving him the, um, uh, what's the right word, uh, attention I should be right. as an indiv- as a individual, as a person. Because you're already bored of us, so <laughs> you're like treating him like, oh, just like an old friend, but he should be a new friend that you're getting to know. Not really, um, uh, because I'm, you know, trained as an actor and a bisexual Gemini. Yeah. I like to cater all my relationships with individuals specifically. Right, I see. And so when someone new enters my life... I, I have a very, in my brain, specific and individual relationship with that person. Yes. And if I don't, then they then it means that I don't care about them. Not that I don't care about them, but in my brain, there's like a short circuit or something. Okay, well, we need, to, we need to foster that then. I need that to happen. Um, yeah. That's tricky and bizarre. Yeah. Um, but does that make sense? It does make, make sense. And I- it's something that I've noticed too with, with dating Spike. I keep wanting to say Patrick. I don't understand the way my brain works. Did I say something else? No, no, it's okay, Spike. Good. You okay. said Spike. Um, so with dating Spike is there's something. So so my partner and I, Timothy, have been together for eight and a half years. There's so much love. There's so much support. We figured everything out uh, to the point where it's like beyond language at this point. We just yeah. completely understand each other inside and out. And that's like spilling over. There's a lot of like effective spillover with an A, not an E, like emotional mm. uh, spillover in the sense of like, I think one of the reasons why it's progressed so quickly is because we we were at a place to do this. Like, we had the emotional capacity. We have the love. Like, we are able to be loved in this sense. Um, but it's all... I just... I feel like a cup that's, like, full and it's, like, spilling out and bringing him into with my, my friends. I'm watching that happen between Spike and my friends as well because people love us. And it just kind of, like, naturally translates mm-hmm. in this way. Which I feel like sense. isn't fair. And I like that it's... I like that you're saying it's not fair. I feel mm-hmm. like you should give him the time of day mm-hmm. right yeah no absolutely yeah yeah but like when <laughs> but yes when in, in a perfect world there'd be enough time yes to be able to do that that i don't ever i just don't think it's possible yeah i mean unless he and i make plans well and separately also, he just with, got three jobs yeah, so i okay. feel like with your seven so, jobs his three jobs we're not nothing i just mean like i don't feel like there's ever an the, the opportunity is not that you know what I mean because yeah. you are already so stressed about time yeah. with your two boyfriends and with me who is almost a boyfriend yes. too so it's like oh ha ha well we'll we'll work on that we'll figure it out um last thing I was gonna say with this it's interesting speaking of timing is because Spike is moving out off the continent for more than three years um so forever for my brain um moving <laughs> off the continent in like late December. It's so weird to be like, 
to be like this this will not always exist but we're treating it like it will and to like oh. to like miss someone before they're gone and to kind yeah. of like mourn a relationship yeah. while it's still happening is something that's well really... i feel like that's interesting that's more universal that's yeah. something that everyone can understand yeah because for some reason I, I now i'm projecting on you but there's a finish line in sight you know the date of the finish line yeah and what is that what does that mean? It means everything is heightened even more. Exactly. Exactly. But, but it's weird. It's also like the way that I look at it. Like we, I don't know for certain that I'm not going to die before December also. Like yeah. literally nothing is a certainty. Yeah. And the few times I've talked to you and Timothy about it, you've been like, or or he's been like, oh, well, this, this. I'm like, well, you don't know. Like it's going to change another three times. Yes. So who, who knows? Like why even I'm. I never speculate on the future, and that's probably uh, the opposite of, of bad. But yeah, um, no, but I don't either. Bad, the opposite of, of what I'm talking about, but I don't. Yeah, I don't speculate on the future either, which is why uh, maybe another challenge to this has been for Timothy, not for myself. Yeah, because the way that his brain is set up is that um, you need contingency plan on contingency plans, and then they need their own yes. plan A, B to Z. So, so to be preparing for someone to leave and to be preparing for heartbreak. It, it just it looks different for someone with with that kind of temporality than it does Definitely. for me. Because I live in the chaotic. This present. is a point where the int- we had other things that we want to talk about, but yeah, I feel we like have this episode is, notes. You know what? I feel like this is more important. I'd rather get into okay. it and talk with you on a real level Sounds because good. I think it's more interesting and and more important personally. Sounds good. Is Sounds that okay. Good. Yes. Um. So December comes. Yes. And the relationship ends goes on hold what continues this is great this is great area for us still okay the way that it sounds slash seems is that it will potentially emotionally last with a question mark for the future and i should also mention i mentioned before but um spike is polyamorous himself which means that the parameters of his like his relationship to the world are different the way that he navigates the world are different yeah um so when he goes and he gets another partner, if he gets another partner, that also doesn't necessarily close off the possibility of us still dating. But for for all intents and purposes, I think it's just a question mark when he leaves. I think we'll just see what feels right. Um, because we were having this conversation the other morning. Um, basically just like this relationship might and probably will be a footnote in all of our lives in the future. And that shouldn't make it any less beautiful. Absolutely. Like, and so we're all over open to the possibility of this not continuing. And, and I should say that conversation is prefaced with this might last forever or it might be a footnote. Yeah. Um, that's what makes, that's what makes this so exciting. That's yes. what makes relationships important. And it's very profound and beautiful, especially for if someone it's to be fought for. It will be fought for. Exactly. If it's not, then it'll be something special that happened. Exactly. And if it's too hard for timing reasons, for whatever reason, also the place where Spike is moving to is vastly different time zone. So there, there might be pragmatic issues to it continuing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the exciting thing is like the, the open possibility of what if for the future, because we're all so fucking young. Right. And mm-hmm. we all like, love each other in a very real way mm-hmm. so who's to say you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um if it were me the relationship would be fucked yeah because i'm terrible at keeping in contact with anybody yeah me too and um that time difference is too extreme not to ignore but yeah. uh 
But the thing, so but the thing is, like, so so for for Timothy and I, the way that we've navigated our relationship, and because we've been dating for almost a decade, um, one of us would go with the other and sacrifice it, would sacrifice our life here without being upset about it, or the other one just would not go. Like for us, wait, oh, wait, I don't understand when you say go, uh, move away. So if so if one of us is moving away, oh. we either wouldn't or we both would. Like our okay, relationship yeah. negotiation, you know. So that's another thing for this is like right when Spike goes. Like we're we're gonna have each other, and then he, he and he can date any. Like it's it's different than kind of like a monogamous, yes, yes, non polyamorous right. relationship, right? Because right. we're we're all extra for each other. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. just like love. I don't know. It's and confusing. um, I'm just gonna keep asking questions. Okay, certainly. So I'm kind of a I'm personally I'm trying to put myself in your situation. That's where these questions are coming from. Yeah, but I'm a jealous person. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I yeah. really wish that I wasn't, to be honest. And it's something I want to work on. My mom always says, jealousy is an ugly color. Je- it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a green. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you, Tom. It's a green. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying green's ugly? But um, what, how, do you, how are you going to feel or how do you, have you felt if and when Spike fools around with somebody else or has a connection or date somebody else yeah no i've definitely i've definitely experienced jealousy in that aspect oh you have oh yeah and i've i've we've articulated that with him um it's 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 all about building trust to the point where we have our parameters now and it's gotten to the point where for me one of the things i don't like is not knowing when something has transpired so our rule is like i would like to know as as quickly to like as, as soon to the event as possible, mm-hmm. whether that be beforehand or, or afterwards. Um, and that's, that's what I need to navigate my jealousy. Yeah. Um, and I also realize that it's not fair. Like the fair aspect becomes hard because I'm in a relationship and then we're asking a single person to navigate that. So it's like, you know, do, do you, um, but also jealousy within our relationship is interesting because I am, not a jealous person, but I've experienced jealousy a couple of times in an intense way. But when it's the three of us together, something about the thought of Spike and Timothy being together without me there makes me feel happy and not jealous, which yeah. is very, very strange to me because I did not think I would experience it like this. And do you think the others feel the same? No, I know that Timothy feels more jealous about spike and myself sharing alone time together than i do about timothy and spike right which is completely fair and 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 again everything i'm saying here we've communicated between the three of us yeah, and yeah it's yeah. an open conversation and it and all of these feelings are the only things that matter to change our boundaries and we're talking about them as they go right i should also say i, I don't know anything about polyamory in in like an academic or realistic sense I'm just navigating a real world, so I don't actually know. Like, if yeah, it's if, funny. If there's a I, real I, language to I, speak I like about. That it. This is uh, this is my favorite way to learn. You know that I don't. I don't know about polyamory either. Mm-hmm. But what I do want to know about is your experience in this relationship. Yeah, which I find is is far more fascinating. Um, sorry to give you the third degree. No, no, it's great. Uh, it's I great. didn't. I didn't set out <laughs> to do this. Um, another challenge that I can tell you right now has been navigating families. Oh yeah, which is tricky. Because for everyone that listens to the show knows that my mom is like a wonderful beacon of queer enlightenment. Yeah. And so for me to tell her was literally not an issue at all. All she said was, 
I'm really boring. I'm way more boring than you. Your life sounds really exciting. <laughs> and well, she's really your happy. mom is a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Which is so, like, no one's, no one else's mom would ever react like that, I assume. Well, I'm definitely blessed in that. And, and like, she's excited to, to meet him, to meet our boyfriend. But also, Spike told his mom as well. And she was really lovely. We've been out for dinner with her. Um, he's going to tell his dad. I've told my dad. Um who was fine. I told him the night of his wedding, which maybe I shouldn't have done, but it, it seemed organic at the time. Um, an issue, not an issue, but it's been a little bit tricky because Timothy can't tell his family, or I shouldn't say can't. Timothy hasn't and yeah. is deciding to not tell his family right now. Um, yeah. That sounds like the decision I would make too. For fear of them not understanding yeah. and for fear of it painting our relationship in their eyes as something less than... Yep. Which to me makes it's it's really upsetting, and my philosophy in life is, well, it's more of a recent adoption, but don't <laughs> don't make that decision for them. No, yeah. I've always been this way. Yeah. Like, lead with the truth, and then see how they react. You yeah, know, you're right. On the other side of the coin, it's um, make sure you're safe first. Yep. yep. Um, and if for whatever reason Timothy wouldn't feel safe, and I wouldn't either, uh, based on the the family the family i've grown up with yeah with very heteronormative monogamous views um i would have to take some time and make sure that i i don't know actually i'm not sure well yeah or invite them to know you know what i mean or this is what i might do because this is my pedagogy i can't believe i just said that but i would have that person spend a lot of time with my family right and then and then afterwards be like oh right that's this is this, and Which I know that's nice not a, possible. It's nice in a perfect world, but when you're already a couple and you're like inviting this like other person who yeah, clearly and it's has not possible like, because you live five hours away and whatever. Yeah, don't have time. But also like the sexual chemistry between the three of us, like it's it's obvious everybody knows that we're dating. To invite someone to dinner and be like, "This is my friend." Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, like, you're right. I accidentally went into um, theoretical, but <laughs> <laughs> not practice. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's been another challenge. It's been it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Um, very, very interesting. Yeah. And do you all, uh, I already know the answer to this question, yeah. but I'm going to ask it because it's interesting. You all share a bed together. Yes. And do you, how, like, do you sleep over every night or? Not every night. There have been stints, um, when none of us had things to do in the summer. Um, he was over sometimes five nights in a row. Um, here and there, he'd go home for a bit. He'd come back, stay over. Now that um, Spike has three jobs, Timothy has effectively three jobs, I effectively have two jobs, uh, there's a lot of calendar sharing and figuring out when works, and then on top of that all, one of our big mandate going into this relationship was we we are going to try our absolute hardest not sacrifice our friendships and prioritize all of our relationships, which is another tenet of polyamory, is like, aromantic and romantic love shouldn't be categorized hierarchically. So let's try and put everyone first. So now we have three people with these massive social circles that we're trying to also give time to. So we spend a lot, not a lot less time, but we spend less time together, less time sleeping over um, Mm -hmm. because we're trying to like make a life out of this right now um, with all of the ethics that we would have not in a polyamorous relationship. That sounds like a marathon. It's a lot, (laughs) but it's worth it. It's so worth it. It's been honestly the best. 
Um, I'm excited for these developments. I'm excited to see where it goes from here and for you to talk openly about it. And I thank you for talking openly about it. Of course. I appreciate that. I can talk about it. Um, and my, um, it's been no secret that I've been very hesitant about this relationship and it's not about the polyamory aspect. I just want to reiterate. It's about the fast movingness. Although now we're in a whole new different territory that it doesn't matter. It's where it is now. Well, two things too. Like what I was going to say, like anything queer, it's not always going to be the way I'm making it sound right now. So I will have to update it just for posterity's sake. Like even our boundaries are always evolving. Like our, you know, like it's, it's getting more serious. It's, it's this, it's that. Um, But then also, and I don't know if I'm just asking for people to give us too much slack, but, but yes, it's moving quickly, but it's not a monogamous relationship. It's not, two people melding worlds it's two people who have a world inviting someone else into that world and also having someone else's world open up to us in a way that's like i've never seen anything like this like there's no script there's no anything like i don't you know it's pure navigation i guess what i'm sort of not being able able to articulate and what i'm picking up on is uh your specifically your elliot's change in energy Ooh, or something. yikes. No, no, no. No, don't say yikes. Can we talk about that? <laughs> don't say yikes. It's like you, like, like anyone who you meet that falls in love, like something changes about that person. It's not a bad thing. Stop turning red and pursing your lips. Sure. But like there's like an eye, there's a new eye that sort of comes out. That's, it's, it's, it exists now. Your brain is different, thinking differently, looking differently. Uh, you exist differently in a space. Fuck. Because really? you're in love. And that's what happened. Have I changed as a person? No, of course not. That's not what I'm saying. Ah! That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but it, uh, the way you exist changes. Okay. And that sounds much more... Um, profound. <laughs> profound than it is. It does. I'm like really kind of into this, but confused. You know. You for sure know this. You've seen a friend go gaga. Yeah. I'm not saying that you've lost any kind of stability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that, like, your priorities... Oh, yeah. ...have changed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. But it's also funny because, like, I've been Gaga for, like... Oh, I hate saying that word. (laughs) I've been madly in love for almost a decade now with someone, and and you met me as that person in love with one person, and now it's two people, and I'm different because of the second person, and also because I'm so excited... Yes, and uh, what I'm what I'm alluding to is not a negative thing. Tom is love phobic, everyone, <laughs> and Tom hates that I'm happy, and I don't know why he can't just support me. Listen, I am not love phobic, <laughs> and I do not hate that you're happy. If you want to be a good friend to me, can you email us and just send me a resume and tell me how you're going to love and support my love and support and my transition into this new life that I'm living? So, I <laughs> I don't want you to think I'm not supporting you. I really don't. Because I swear I am. I, I know you I are. I know you it's are. Just, it's just taking in a new a, a new level yeah. of, of, of not just who's around, but of you. So can we real talk for a second here? And I'm yeah. honestly afraid to ask you this right now. <laughs> Tell me honestly, have I been like, like, do you want to slap me sometimes? Am I? No. no. For real? For real. Okay. No, you're not listening. I think you think that I'm saying... That this is maybe I'm not. I know I'm not articulating this properly, but I think you think that I'm saying 
that this is a more profound thing than it is. Okay, I see. Sure. It just means your gaze now in a room, G-A-Z-E, sure. um, drifts differently than it would usually. Yes. Your energy goes in a different direction. And I'm a weirdo who picks up on those things. And that's that's it. I'm obsessed. I and, honestly I, love I that so much. I don't even know the. I can't that's remember so cool. the point of why I brought this. Why up, are we but. yelling at each other right now? I love that. Um, can I also just say that what you're listening to right now is a queer podcast <laughs> that usually does updates and world news and human interest and and hard hitting journalism. Um, this is not an example of that. These no. are two best friends no. unhashing their shit. <laughs> I also don't think we do hard hitting journalism. I was hoping I would slip that one underneath it. But I think these I think these conversations are interesting. This is this is. I think you're in a polyamorous relationship with someone new and someone you've been with for eight years. Yeah. That is flat out fucking interesting. People want to know about that. And in addition to, you have a best friend, co-host, co-producer, lifelong demon. Life coach. Like attached to you. Yeah, it's true. That also exists in your world. You're just being fucking stretched. Mm. That's all. I have been stretched a lot lately. I'm glad that you've noticed. (laughs) I've been kegling also to bring it back up. Just been fisted. But it's very, it's, uh, what I'm saying is it's just, uh, as you said, it's interesting to navigate all of those relationships. And we all, none of us are are quiet personalities. And so when we all intersect. Yeah. I love, I love it though. We're just absolute bagpipes. Yeah. Um, I have been very tired because of it. And on a side note, unrelated, if anyone has a speed access or dealing can everyone get me speed so i'd like to shut that down i don't want you to <laughs> to reach out for to reach out for substances drugs from on our here. listeners no. i'm just joking question mark <laughs> yes i'm joking in the transcript it'll sound like i'm joking anyway maybe this doesn't make any sense but i'm glad that we went there yeah i'm 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 an open book ask me whenever you want to ask me i'll give you updates in real time as they happen do you feel like and i'm picking up on something now do you feel that i could be more supportive in this Honestly, no. I feel like you've been very supportive. I, I'm i only hesitant of what you've said before about not knowing this person beforehand. So it's like, I, I'm just aware that you need to build a friendship with my new boyfriend. Because right. we've been best friends for five or whatever years now. So it's just easy and simple. And you don't know him. So right. that's all it is for me. And I have this weird, like, this is going to sound really self, self-deprecating. But I have this weird thing where I'm like protective of yes. my people yes and that's something i should probably release i respect that i honestly but, thought um, you're gonna be less supportive so thank you <laughs> like seriously <laughs> no i'm being serious i appreciate it how did what <laughs> you thought i was gonna be less supportive yeah for why? sure why? i thought you'd be more afraid for me and for my partner and i because i should say this to a lot of my friends i'm more afraid for your partner that's fair. I'm more afraid for Timothy. Yeah. That's fair. Um, the way his brain works, it's been harder yeah. for him to to navigate this. Um, but most of my friends are hesitant because they're worried that our relationship will be affected. No, I'm not afraid about that. Which I, I respect immensely. And I know that that's because you know me and, and Timothy. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely thought that you would... Uh, yeah. Because you have some friends that do this with men and you just refuse to talk to them about it. You just literally tell them to not tell you about it. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I do, unless they're going to change their behavior, then like, you know what I mean? Like there's only so many uh, complaints I can take over and over and over again when if you have the power 
to do something about it, then you should do it. Right. That's that's when I have to stop. People. And I haven't complained once. No, I know. Yeah. So it's not the same thing, out. is what I'm saying. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. So it's been a lot. It's been really exciting. Uh-huh. I love it. Um, I like want to say to myself a few years ago, like you can't plan your life. You literally have no idea who's going to come into it, what's going to happen, and something that that. Spike is telling us who is polyamorous and has been raising his consciousness around that for a while is for him. Polyamory is just like a certain orientation to the world Mm -hmm. that encompasses that feeling of uncertainty and possibility and openness. um, And like the core, core, core tenant is fucking respect for those who you bring into that level. It's just mutual respect, you know? So like, I don't know, keep your horizons open. I, I feel like I was closed off before. I feel like, I feel like a different person. Am I a lot? Is that too dramatic? It's a little bit dramatic. N- no, you. I think you are a different person. It feels like it. It feels like I'll never be the same again. Yeah, in a cool way. Because I'm someone like without sounding too hippy dippy. Like I read people's energies. That's how I move yep. through the world. Yeah. And yours has been fragmented. Yeah. Not in a, not in a huge way. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. In a way that I sort of have to figure out. It's been clockable. Yeah. Yeah. Something about this also seems inevitable to me. I feel like the kind of person I am, this was always bound to happen. It just happened. Yeah. Um, Last, last thing I'll say is like the meet cute story for this. Oh, I probably already told this. The meet cute story for this boyfriend is that um, it was, we were both volunteering. um, And then I brought up the podcast. He wanted to buy merch. He now says he didn't. He's like, "I, I cared about the merch, but I really just wanted to see you. And I'm like, just tell me that you want to support me. Oh, that is me. cute. I don't think you've said this before because I don't think I've heard this. <laughs> yeah. So then so then we met up um, at Church Mouse in the village and had some pints. And I was like, hey, I'm going to bring my partner. Um, and I didn't realize this until reflecting on it. But I didn't mention that I had a partner the first time I met this person. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't think that I was sexually attracted to them. But I was like, why would I have not mentioned Timothy then? Mm-hmm. You know? So I like I must have had some sort of workings going on. Brought Timothy... The three of us just absolutely hit it off. Um, found out later it wasn't he wasn't really in it for the merch. I'm not too mad about it, but you should definitely buy our merch. <laughs> Head on over to doyouqueer.com. Um, no, and then we just started seeing each other from there, and it was a very organic, uh, in-the-real-world experience, um, which is, I think, one of the reasons why I was so open to it because I didn't know I was looking for it. And that's that's how it came to me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's my piece. Okay, Thomas. Yeah. You have a story that I think our listeners need to hear. Well, hold on. I do feel like I should, to be fair to myself and to you and to the listeners, sort of update on what my journey has been. Thank you. Please. Because I did say that when we signed off that I was doing some work uh, on myself, on my uh, tendencies to addiction and um, getting some medical treatment. Yeah. And it's been going well. Have it? Has it been perfect? Absolutely not. Um, I'm just trying to figure out now if uh, I can exist with substances in a way that is um, sustainable and specifically alcohol, right? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yes, alcohol. Um, that um, that I can control it. And have it not control me, if that makes any sense. So you're trying to figure out if you're allowed to not hate yourself 
for having a few more than a couple drinks once in a while. Exactly. Right. So, like, tonight I'll have, like, four drinks or yeah. five drinks. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. I It could be no. And I struggle because as your friend, I feel like I should be telling you that it's not okay. Well. And I shouldn't be drinking with you. Well, that's tricky and honest of you to say, but um, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Yeah. It probably doesn't matter what other people say or do around me. Good. Not good. But, but I needed to hear that. Yeah. But and also, like, I I know I know what you're trying to do. Yeah. And if I thought you weren't sticking to that, I would be upset with you. But I see a change in you. I can also feel your energy. And I know that yeah. there's a severity to your life right now that there's never been. And you're actually taking yourself seriously as a human person. Yeah. Which I've never seen you do. Which, thanks for doing that. It's wonderful to <laughs> see. And I would love to see more of it. Um, but I also see it's fucking hard. And every single the starting piece for every single study of addiction is like it's a process it's not like stopping an addiction is not an event it's a process your entire life you will be dealing with this it's not going to happen overnight you need to cut yourself some slack yeah you know and you Um, also need to be hard on yourself yeah i feel like every decision is a wrong decision either i'm cutting too much slack or i'm bargaining with myself right or um or even the extreme of no drinks ever is like, well, that I, I that doesn't feel right either. Because, I don't know, I still enjoy it and I still think I can exist enjoying it, I think. Tom, that sounds so tricky. Yeah, it's really hard. Um, I have this image of you as Eliza Dushku in Wrong Turn 2 and there's nowhere that you can turn that's proper. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. You You're know so how welcome. I feel about Eliza Dushku. You're so I have welcome. not seen, seen Wrong Turn 2 because that scares me. You have to. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard Mm -hmm. and I appreciate your support and, um, I don't have any answers, but I am seeking them. You should keep being honest. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to, I'm not here to lie. I won't lie. I promise. In, in, in like for the sake of honesty and transparency, can I prompt you to tell me what you what you can I prompt you to tell our listeners what you told me before recording about your relationship to this project and and alcohol is that okay to say or is that something you'd rather not to, uh i'm i don't really maybe remember. it wasn't alcohol but you were saying like this project the podcast oh also oh, right. happy two years <laughs> sorry sorry i thought you meant today but we had this conversation yeah. a while ago but yeah so that's right i've lived my life in a tornado that's no secret and everybody calls me tornado and um a tornado is dead he doesn't live anymore so um moving forward and it's it's what i do i I recognize this pattern myself i can make changes but when i make changes i fucking make them hard and i cut everything off Mm -hmm. um so for me continuing with this project is very difficult because um it exists in a world that um that is really funny um elliot just mimed to jesse that he wanted a drink (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) i threw Um, threw money at jesse to get me a drink but so moving forward with this project i now exist in a different 
uh, space. Yeah. Too, because I'm I'm not I'm not gonna go out tonight and drink ten drinks and yeah. and like fall you know fall down on the sidewalk. Yes. Um, I'm I'm gonna go home and go to bed, and that's really hard because this is exciting and it's all sort of wrapped up in the same. Um, what's the right word? Um, yeah. Communi- uh, I get experience. Experience. Yeah. And it just it makes sense too. Like when, but when we started the show. Two years ago, recently, happy two-year inception. Happy two-year. Two-year birthday. Um, it was part of us feeling unstable in so many different ways, and I think needing an outlet for that. And now, like, now you have to make a personal change outside of any sort of project, and so this must also feel like a strain on yeah. that energy a little bit. Um, yeah, it does. Um, but... Hey, we're, the point of us doing this is to talk honestly. Yeah. So that's that's that. Radical queer honesty. <sighs> I just I just wanted to have you say that for transparency's sake because um it has been like a like a bumpy a bumpy road to even start up for these 2 weeks yeah. for that reason and now we're back and we're going to go full force and it's just something that we have to address. Um, because we take this incredibly seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Which and, it doesn't seem like, but we do. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we do. And there's something else that I, I had planned on touching on, which I'm glad is now being brought up organically, that um, uh, fatigue is a real thing that people deal with. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. And I want to wanna try to forgive myself for it. And I want other people to for- forgive themselves too. Being queer is hard. It's exhausting. We're always up against the patriarchy and and you know heteronormativity and and everything. And uh, I'm t- I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired. And for some reason, because of this project, because of this two years, I've become in my social circles and in my family circles some kind of authoritative voice. Yeah, which is very strange and not what I had ever been before. And so now all of a sudden people turn to me, people come to me with news articles or with, they want my take on everything. They want my opinion on, on, you know, all these different, not even queer issues anymore, but like, you know, human issues or, or, or environmental issues or geographical issues. And so now all of a sudden I have, I'm some voice that I'm not. I'm not a voice. I'm just a fucking regular person. Yeah, I know. So I, I I'm tired. I I don't know how to do it. Like I'll continue. I'll I'll have open discussions when people come to me, which is a lot. But at a certain point, and I will keep saying this, it's like it doesn't really matter what I say. Well, and that's the other thing too. And like, and I'm tired. And I'm tired of pretending that it does. And I. I guess I'm tired of of being the one to have to educate or or shed light on or I don't know. One of the things that's weird about podcasts, if we can just go there, is that you and I right now are sitting in a living room in the most relaxed state, having a conversation as friends, a casual conversation as friends. And when we invite guests in, it's the same. It's just a stranger having a casual conversation with us. Um, and then it, and then it becomes cut and pressed and edited and put out into the world and it looks legitimate. But like, we've always said this was a learning experience. We are not authorities. We are not the people to turn to might be people to listen to only because of radical honesty and because of our ability to share our, our ways of living. But it also doesn't mean that like 
that we know what's best or that we know, right? Like we're not the authorities. It's not like no Tom can give the answer for for stuff. No, and I think just because of the different circles that that I run in compared to you, people look at me like the sort of lefty, pinko, right, commie, hippie, right. faggot, which. Which I'll take on. I'll take on that. You are all of those things. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I don't know. I know. I hear you. I should also say not to undermine my academic credibility. I I am question mark an authority on some of the things that I say (laughs) slash probably should be. Right. But I'm not. I'm not that. I know. Yeah. I'm aware. Um, My degree's in in like talking about my feelings, which is I guess what we're doing. So you're an authority. So we're just going (laughs) to undermine ourselves. Come to us for your questions. We will take anything basically. Um, Tom, it's been an hour of this. I love you so much. This episode was supposed to be so much Something more. Else. We'll Something have else. to pepper this throughout throughout the the end of this season. Um, what we were supposed to talk about, but I'm glad that we could touch base. Yeah, and um, catch in with everyone. There's one more thing I would love for you to share, if you can. Yeah, absolutely. Anything. You met someone on Grinder recently. <laughs> okay, so I w- I will go there. I'll I'll go into the story, but I do have to say that. In a previous recording that hasn't been released yet, I sort of already gave drips and drabs of this story. Okay. I don't know if that matters. Go ahead. But, um, you have the hiccups, say? Eh? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I just love the Dairy Girls story. It just popped into my head. I feel like everyone needs to watch it. Moving on. <laughs> I start talking like them sometimes. That's why it came to brain. But, All the time. Um... So I did meet someone on Grinder. As you know, I am not a Grinder aficionado. No, I am a Grinder novice. And you're more of a mortar and pestler. That was <laughs> the worst joke I've ever made. I need everyone Jesse, to turn. You this. need to edit that joke out because please. I can't be attached to a podcast with that joke. Please, 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 please. That's the worst thing I've ever said. Um, on Grinder, um, there's a torso talking to me. It's a nice looking torso. Um, I don't know about torsos because I don't know what your face looks like, which, whatever. Right. I, I kind of want to know what your face looks like. Right. Is that okay for me to say that? I think so. I think it's a, maybe a safety issue if like, yeah. you know. Um, and as we were talking, he said, oh, do you live at blah, blah, such and such address? And I said, yes. He said, oh, do you live on this floor? I said, yes. How do you know that? And he said, well, I live on that floor too. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Turns out he's my next door neighbor. As someone who's been to Tom's house, it's not just like cute down the hall neighbor. Like they share a wall so closely. That <laughs> wait, wait, they... wait. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> so we're talking back and forth. He wants to hook up. He's, he's, I'm like, well, I don't know actually what you look like. So he sent me a face. I was like, oh, yeah, I do recognize you. He's like, oh, yeah, you're always really nice to me. I'm like, yeah, well, I try to be nice. And um, then he explains that he doesn't have a face on Grinder because he's not out of the closet, which I assume is... Um, Typical practice. Typical. It is, yes. Yes. And we okay, respect right. that so, in the community. Sure, of course. Agency, yeah. whatever. Control your own narrative. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. I'm not really into... Um, I know what you're trying to say. There's, y- 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 There was a time and a place for thinking that things that were coded as straight were hot. But now with your own politics, your ethics would demand someone that you're with partnered to be as loud and queer as you are. Wow, you... It's a fucking nail on that. Is that you said fine? that ten times better than I would have ever said it. I've been like, me no straight like. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Start smashing the microphone on the desk. Uh. 
Um, so actually, it was the last time I was here. Were we recording? No, we were just hanging out. And I was walking home, and I I mentioned that I want like we could jerk off together if he wanted, and he said that he liked that, and that's good because like I'm still dealing with my own body and my own sexuality, and not really ready to take any now even uh, even more so now that I'm sober. Um, I'm not ready to take those leaps. I'm not. I don't. I have something to figure out with my sexuality that's no secret um so I get home and I go to his room and when we got up to his room we realized that we actually share a wall like it's one wall between my bedroom and his that's bedroom. that's so romantic I love that yeah no nothing about this was romantic and so we like sat down on the bed and I was shaking because I was nervous because I don't ever do this Tom. right I just don't and he's like oh are you nervous I was like yeah, yeah whatever yeah, I am and and, and also Obviously, I saw his torso on his picture on Grinder, and so when he took off his clothes, I, I mean, he has a very nice body. So I was like, oh, I might not Oh, Thomas. But so then I did, and he said I had a really nice chest, so then I was like, oh, okay, that's maybe all I needed, external validation. Hello, I'm such a... Everyone, like, everyone. I'm such an attention... No, that's everybody. ...external validation whore. And... Um, <laughs> Anyway, we sat down, whatever, and we, that was that. Did you, like, cute jerk each other off? Uh, a little, yeah. Did you mostly jerk yourself off and watch him jerk off? Yeah, there's something about it, and maybe we need to address this, we need to talk about this more, but, like, I really just, like, like sitting and jerking off with somebody, somebody. else. It's, it's really hot, and maybe it's reminiscent of how I, like, came, came to my sexuality. Yeah, I get that. Um, but yeah, I just really like that. So I love that's that. What we did. And so then like he walked me out and he was insistent that I don't tell my roommate or his roommate. I was like, well, I don't like that, but whatever. Of course I'm not going to. Of course. Um, and so as he opened his door before we even, cl- because it's on a corner, I could unlock my door while I was in his doorway. It was so absurd. And then I'm the obsessed. other night when you were over... Elliot, um, after, actually, after you left, it was just me and my friend Rob, and we always like to put on um, musicals and sing them yeah. really loudly. Yeah. And so I got another bloop grinder message, and it was it was him, the same guy, being like, uh, hey, you're having a karaoke night? And I was like, this is exactly the reason why I shouldn't have done something like that. I can't believe that he could hear that also. Yeah. Yeah. You and Rob were doing karaoke before I left, and it was it was cute. I love that for both of you. Wow, I don't need your... My dry wit. I don't need your uh, and lovely judgment humor. right now. Thomas, we need to do okay. something right now. Yeah. There is... There's Pepper. something going on. Pepper's sitting over there. Pepper's sitting over there. Um, okay, what, what does she look like, Elliot? Uh, so, okay, so she's on a red throne. She appears to be a game master. Yeah. She's surrounded by board games and oracle tarot cards. Yeah. Uh, she has a, an unkempt red wig. It's quite unkempt. And there also, might be twigs in, in it. No, they're sure. wicker woven birds. I, I wish you didn't tell me <laughs> There's that. There's a crown, a celestial crown of wicker woven birds atop Pepper's 
uh, nest-like head. Uh-huh. Um, and she is surrounded by board games. Tom, what, what emotions are you feeling? I feel like she is really a mastermind in terms, like she is a game master. Mm. Um, it mm-hmm. elicits feelings of intense jealousy within me. Okay. Because I feel like I am the game master. And I, I feel like that. she's here to take over my existence because I would have wicker birds in my head, in my hair too. I wish you did. I'd like you better. I, I want to apologize. Yeah, for I accept it. Honestly, accept it. Um, and also, she looks a little bit with a wig. It's reminiscent of, um, oh, God, listeners are going to kill me if, if anyone's still listening at this point. But the brain in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it's a brain and he it lives inside of a, a body. And so the brain sort of does all the moving and like talks and is like a snippy villain. Yes, yes. I'm getting that with Pepper, it it, like through the games. We're gonna have to post another photo of that in a carousel because people need a visual. Yeah, I love that. She's a mastermind brain in a body. She's a mastermind. Do you have a a a double rainbow from this week? Yeah. So something that made me really happy this week um, was uh, so so Timothy's going out of town for nine days, like we'd said. So in preparation for that, we had like a boyfriend sleepover weekend with Timothy and Spike and myself. And that was this weekend that just passed. Um, And just getting to spend, because our schedules are really crazy, like 48 full hours together was so wonderful. Um, Getting to sleep in and be together and... I'm trying to not make you mad at me, Tom, but it it's was not just working. I'm furious. So you lovely. know I love sleeping in. It was oh, that's why you're mad. Um, <laughs> it, it was it was the best. It was so wonderful to be with two people I love um, and to uh, get to experience kind of a leisurely life again with with those people was wonderful. And we also saw the director's cut of Midsummer, which I highly suggest everybody goes and sees. Right, that's mine, Tom. What's yours? Um. I started gay hockey. Gay hockey. Super fun. I have a very, very um, um, talented team. Cute. And they're also very fun and very handsome. I love that. So fun, I feel like I'm talent. sort of at the, this is like a great team to be on. And there's a lot of new members who I've sort of taken under my glove. You haven't mentioned this, but I'm guessing they're twink or twink adjacent. That's neither here nor there. Sure. They're just new members. It's neither twink so nor twunk. So I don't know twunk. what their identity has to do with anything here, and That's I feel attacked cute. by that question. That's cute. Oh, I'm um, speaking of identity. I meant to say at the beginning of the show, and um, it's not something that happened while I was in New York, but I've been coming two terms, so I got to be in a completely new scenario and reintroduce myself. Um, I'm I go by by non-binary pronouns now as well. I'll observe he him if you would like, um, but also he him they them. For myself, we've never, I don't even think, done this on this show before. Um, you me, you myself, acknowledge those pronouns? Me, myself, yeah. Okay, we're going to have to we're gonna have to do this again. We can pick this back up Not at the week. end of an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I meant to. We had episode notes. That was in my episode notes. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> so sure. Come on that journey with me, and okay. we can talk about it next time. Cool. Yeah, does that sound good? Cool. Without further ado. Um, also, just a quick media corner. Oh, my God. I know I've been, like, harassing you to watch Elite, and you've never done it, and I hate you for that. But season two is out, and it is just as fucking hot and queer and gay as ever, and and interesting and fun and saucy. So everyone's homework is to watch Elite season one, then, too. And, um, hello, privilege, it's me, Chelsea, that I just watched last night on Netflix. It's 
really accessible to white people who need to start to understand what white privilege is. Um, it's a good stepping stone yeah. for anyone in your life that you're like, ah, uh, you don't know what privilege is, which is probably a lot of people. Yep. It's a lot of people in my life. Yep. This is a great, great sort of en- entryway into trying to figure out what that world is. Chelsea Handler does it really, really well. That's amazing. Because she's very sort of experiential based too. And her humor is very, I'm an idiot. I'm trying to learn, which I identify with, obviously. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to leave everyone with one more thing. Cause I was, I want to say it on that point. There was an article that I read recently by Margot Weiss. It's, it's relatively recent. It's from 2016 and it's called always after desiring queerness, desiring anthropology. She's a queer anthropologist. Um, and she was speaking with an activist, Raina Gossett, who's also a filmmaker, um, woman of color. And she, Raina Gossett said that she's tired of white people saying exactly what you and I say, Tom, which is where we recognize our privilege and activate it. And she was saying, I don't care about that because that shifts the focus away from POC again back onto white bodies recognizing their privilege waking up and instead what Raina Gossett wants to see which is I think is an action item for us is what do you want as a white person what do you want let's just start there we want a world that's safer for everyone we want a world without white supremacy that doesn't really matter if we're waking up and activating that's what we want and how are we going to work towards it yeah that's right so like desire is a starting point yeah action items a starting point I don't think it's, I don't think we need to stop the conversation we're having about that, but yeah. No, that's fascinating. Thank you for, yeah, thank you for saying that. And I think that's reminiscent of what Chelsea experiences within this documentary too. Because they're like, well, okay, great. Netflix documentary, but then what? What tomorrow? Yeah. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. Um, We have the second half of our season coming up for y'all. Yeah. Fucking amazing guests. Uh, Also to say... Please reach out to us um, if you would like to be a guest, if you would like to yeah. suggest a guest. Yeah. Uh, just slip slide into all of our holes of communication. Slip and slide. I want uh, my holes already. Autumn Batom is here next week. Let Autumn Batom know what you want, okay? <laughs> Without further queer. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Do you queer? 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 Do you que